Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. It's wonderful to have you with us today. Hey, Courtney, how are you, my friend? Another podcast. I know. So good. I am great. Thank you for asking. I'm just enjoying today, being a little slow. Kids are starting to get on to, you know, holidays from homeschooling. So we're just taking it easy. I'm trying to get myself in that rhythm of slow, slow down. And so that's been interesting (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) Yes. Well, can I just say, I'm always admiring your background. But today I'm particularly admiring that sparkly pillow. Look at that beautiful pillow right there. Oh, that just that that gives me life. Life. It's beautiful. I should show it to you close up because one, it it fades from gold. It goes from gold to silver. Wow, like no, like like the beads. It's beaded, so oh, it's it's wonderful. It was the only one left in the store. Um, and it didn't have a tag on it. And I looked at my husband and I was like, I have to find somebody to help me because it's coming home with me. <laughs> I don't even know how much it costs, but this is mine. It's one of those things where it's, you know, you see it and you're like, that's me. That's all me right there. I don't have to think about it. It just is. So yeah, yeah I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, Thank well, you. it's hugging my soul from like Good. the other side of the world. Well, other side oh, of the world. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Well, speaking of beautiful, I am very excited this morning that we have the beautiful Lisa Bruton with us. So good morning, Lisa. Hello. Good morning, ladies. I'm so excited to be here with you both. So we're excited to have you. Very excited. I've been waiting for for, um, our chance to to chat with you. There's so much that you're pouring out now that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to pick her brain about (laughs) what the Lord's saying about this and that. So yeah, Lon and I are very excited to have you today. Yeah. Oh, you're so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so the truth. And we, we're just, we have such a great, um, I was going to say job, but it's not, we've got such a great invitation, Courtney, don't we, in this space yeah. where we get to sit with like incredible people and just hear what the Lord has placed on their heart and the gift of Jesus inside of them. Like it just never, like I'm, I never gets old and it never will get old. Like I just, I love this space and I love listening to the Lord through people. So yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be good. But ladies, if you are not familiar with, uh, with Lisa, my goodness me, you are in for a treat. This woman, the way that she walks with the Lord, I'm just going to brag on her for a second. Seriously, the way she walks with the Lord and um, the way that she releases such hope and such love and encouragement that flows from the heart of the Father. Like every time, Lisa, I see um, some of your encouragements on Instagram and the things that you're releasing, like I am just saturated in the presence of God and the comfort, hope, and love of the Lord. Um, And so I am so blessed to know you, and I'm so blessed to have you here this morning. But for those that are like, who's Lisa Bruton? I've never heard of her before. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about you? (laughs) Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Lana. I think my heart's just overflowing right now, so you're so beautiful. And likewise, I get so much from what you release, so thank you. Uh, So a little bit about me, I am a beach-going surfer girl from the Sunshine Coast, Queensland in Australia, Uh, and I'm married to Matt Bruden, who 
I adore. He's an absolute legend and the kindest man I've ever met. And we've got two beautiful girls, Aria and Coco, and they're 11 and 8. And so my husband's got his own business, engineering business, and I've also got a business ministry called Arise Sanctuary. Uh, and where that really is about the heart of it is taking women away with God so that they can hear his voice. And it's We've been going for eight years and it really is in luxurious places because God said, what does it look like when the king invites his daughter to come away with him? And it's as simple and as beautiful as that. And what I find is that, yeah, when women come away with God, when you intentionally lean in to go away with him, and I know it takes sacrifice and time Mm -hmm. and sacrifice for the family, but when you put that time in, oh, the things that happen are extraordinary. And every single woman that attends a retreat is deeply impacted and forever transformed. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me, I guess. Wow. Well, I have watched uh, some of those uh, beautiful retreats that you've um, and you've shared them on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I am so coming one day. Like, this- Yes, you are. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And I know like some friends of mine have come along to them and just what you said, deeply impacted. Like mm. so that is just for those words. What does it look like uh, when the king invites his daughters away? Wow. And to come away that I could just dive right into that <laughs> conversation this morning. This is going to be wonderful. Oh. And you can imagine um, where when I first started running luxury retreats for Christian women, just the stir that it caused and it really challenged a lot of people's perception on God. And, and um, yeah, it was, it was quite a groundbreaking thing to do. Now there's a lot more beautiful retreats popping up for women, which I'm so glad. Good. Good. That's a good thing. I can definitely see how that would stir the pot just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that you've done that, Lisa, that you've stepped in because it really is a place of opening up worth and what is the king like? Mm. What is he like as our father? What is he like? What is Jesus like as our king? Um, so I love that. But before I get ahead of myself, I'm going to introduce our question that we like to start all of this, this season's podcasts with um, before I um, run away with where I already feel like the Lord's kind of wanting to take us today, but um, we're going to start with the question that we start every one of these uh, session podcasts with. Um, And the point is that we like to ask these same questions of our guests because we're really trying to help people see uh, the uniqueness of our relationship with Jesus. Um, There's constancy and consistency in who he is across the board, but the way that we connect with him, the way that he speaks Mm -hmm. with us, the way that he reveals things is um, there's different flavors, there's different facets to it, depending on the person. And so this is really kind of a collection of the beautiful things that the Lord does and then through each person. So the first question I just would like to start us off with is, what does it mean to you, Lisa, to live as a woman fully alive? Yeah, and I think I love that. And I also love learning from each other and their stories, right, and how God relates to them because that adds to your faith and your, I guess, your narrative of who God is. And really we've already touched on it, what I think um, 
being fully alive is, is knowing the father's heart for you. And I find when we know the father's heart, like when we pursue it and enjoy it and delight in him and allow him to delight in us, then that's where the confidence comes. That's where we take bold steps. That's where we will be imperfectly wonderful and give ourselves space to make mistakes. I think it's where it's you, you don't look at what other people are doing or, or their expectations on you or what they think you should be doing or their judgments. You're actually, your focus is on God, it's on Jesus and what he's saying. And so that gives you that freedom to be, authentically yourself and just follow what he's saying and what he's wanting you to do and I find it's simple right like being just listening to what the father's saying and then doing it and there's a real simplicity in that so I don't know if that's answered your question but the heart of it is just knowing like who the father is and how much he tenderly loves us and that he's so for us yeah no, that's, there's so much power in that too. One of the things that I know I've talked about it multiple times on, on our podcast, I've talked about it in different um, teaching aspects, um, but there's a difference between knowing the Lord's works and then knowing his ways. Mm. And the ways speak of his nature. It speaks of who he is and how he is, his posture towards his people. Um, we make a lot to do about our posture towards him but I actually think it helps us understand better um, if we study what his posture is towards us. Because there've been a lot of things along the way in Christianity um, in Christendom from start to finish that, that have got in there and have painted a picture of how the Lord is and it's not always true to his nature. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's evident all throughout the Bible. There's Psalm 95 where the Lord talks about uh, refusing to understand his ways, seeing his works, seeing his miracles. And then it's even referenced in Hebrews 3, where the Lord says, like, they saw my miracles or his works, but they still doubted his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. so he, he actually says they wander in their hearts, just like they do with their feet, and they refuse to learn my ways. And if you go back and you study that, the, the ways that he's talking about is actually his love. So the, the thing that grieves him, that makes him, I think, the most, I shouldn't say the most sad, but that saddens him is when we refuse that, we refuse his love. We refuse to, to receive that or refuse to believe that. And that, you know, that's a journey for all of us, you know, as we go under, like I've, I've had, it's an onion or a parfait, whatever floats your boat. There's layers that we pull back that we understand, oh, that thought is limiting my ability to receive his love. Or this yeah. thought of him is not in line with the truth. And so that's, I think it's just a constant process, but yeah, I, I love that. And I love that you've, you've honed in on that, that aspect of his love, you know, overall. Yeah. So good. I was just thinking as well, like, um, I remember once, um, oh, this is going to, this is going to, um, stretch me. What musical is it from? Is it the Phantom of the Opera? I can't remember. Anyway, it's by Andrew Lloyd Webber, I'm sure. But there's a song that, um, it goes, love changes everything. And I remember once when I was sitting with the Lord, I heard this song that was playing over and over again. And the Lord said to me, like, Mana, actually love changes everything. Like when you know my love, like it truly changes everything. 
like everything, everything is impacted and, and changed and transformed when you know my love for you and my delight for you. And I don't know about you, Lisa, but for me, my journey, I very much for many years, like um, I, I knew about the love of God, I knew about the delight of God, but then when I would let's say, um, make a mistake or something would happen or pressure would come and, and the pressure comes in every side and then all of a sudden all the stuff comes up and I go, oh, my goodness, like, are you really for me? Are you pleased with me? Do you delight in me? Do you love me? And, it, and I went on a journey for many, many years where I realised that I had taken the love of God and equated it to when I do things right, he loves me. Or when I, um, you know, when I'm a perfect little girl, um, then my father's pleased. And obviously that went back to my childhood and there was a beautiful and painful and raw and deep healing journey that I went on for many years. But for me, if you had have said to me many, many, many years ago about the delight and love of God, it would have been very uh, tightly knit with my actions and my um, doing things right or dotting my I's and crossing my T's. And now to look back on that to where I am now, to know his love that is not conditional, it's unconditional, whether I am doing the right thing or not or whatever, it, it changed everything. It, it gave me courage, It, you know, all of those things. And so I love what you're sharing because I think, you know, for someone like me who has walked that journey for such a long time, um, it's so freeing and so, so wonderful to be in intimacy and relationship with the Father who delights in me and loves me for who I am because he created me, you know, and I am his. Yeah. I love it. So good. So good. I've definitely been on a similar journey, Lana. And I, I know when I first started Arise, which was eight years ago, you know, I would look to how other people were serving God. And so I tried to be like that. I tried to be a leader like that. And over time, I just realized, actually, that's not the way God's created me to be. I don't need to lead like that. I lead as God's designed me. And and it takes a bit to, it, you, you do actually need to go on that journey of discovering, well, who am I? And mm. how has God created me? And then really enjoying who he's created me to be. And I've learned too that my heart doesn't have to be happy and perfect and life doesn't have to be tidy in order for him to move through me. And mm. that's been freeing in, in itself in that I don't have to present a package a package Lisa I can come as I am and I just know God is going to show up because his heart is for the people in front of me and for me so there's a real freedom in that as well that's I love that that's so true can I ask a question that's off books it's not one that we we sent through (laughs) um, but it's definitely just on the forefront of my mind you said you said in your journey it was learning you know who am I and who has he created me to be what did that process look like for you, Lisa? Because I know it's different for everybody, but I think it's as someone, I'm someone who learns through examples. I want to hear, tell me what that looked like. Um, so what did that look like for you? It's such a long, 
Oh, where do I start? That's a big question. It is a big question, but what springs to mind, so I'm going to go with it, yeah. is I can share a story where it really all started to change. Uh, so I went to a Baptist church where back then they taught, you know, God doesn't speak um, and you serve him, you serve him with all your heart and you, you, you know, you, in order to be a good Christian, you must do da, 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 da. So, but I had this hunger for him that I was like, I'm sure there's more. And I just finished high school. I was going to university, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I felt like God, God knew, you know, how you have this, I'm sure God's made me for something, something. Yeah. And um, and so I had that hunger and that question uh, that I just let settle there. And I think that's a part of your journey is having a hunger as well of more of him and, and questions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working in Sizzler at the time and I this is going to show how old I am, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I was, I was assigned as the waitress for the smoking section. Of the, uh, of I the remember the good old oh, smoking such section. such a humbling story. It's just, <laughs> okay, let's just, let's stop here for a minute and talk about the smoking sections. It was like a tiny piece of glass that came up to just about here. It did nothing to stop the smoke from coming one way or another. It just made us feel a little bit better. Like, oh, okay, I'm I'm technically in the non-smoking section. Anyway, just I needed that. That's me. (laughs) So, and it was the first time actually I felt something in my heart say, "This is where I want you tonight." So, Mm. I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, now I know what it was, but uh, back then I didn't. I just knew this deep knowing this is where I'm meant to be tonight. And um, so I'm serving in the smoking section and there's this couple that come in. I'm really drawn to them. Mm-hmm. And um, and I have my name tag on. So they say to me, oh, Lisa, what do you do? And me being an oversharer said, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> <laughs> uni and I'm I'm working here <laughs> and um and they kind of had a giggle and I said oh what do you do and they said oh we're actually missionaries in Israel and I said wow I'm a I'm a Christian too and they said we know I said how do you know and they said well we're actually back and staying on the other side of Brisbane and there's so many sizzlers we could go to, but God told us to get on a train and come to this sizzler. And we don't smoke, but God told us to sit in smoking. Oh, and we've, yeah, I know. And they said, and we've come to tell you that God is going to use you for the nations and are you prepared oh. to lay down your life and serve and follow him? And I was like, yes. so obviously after that I was like right I'm packing up my bags I'm going to the nations (laughs) like you do (laughs) and I was just like I don't you know I'm cool I know what my purpose is (laughs) clearly I did not (laughs) and I actually thought I'd be like living in a grass hut you know I actually that's what I thought God was asking me and and that I would not get married I actually Mm -hmm. thought Back then, that to serve God, I had to lay down everything that I desired. Mm. It was actually, I've learned it's the opposite. 
but that's back then. And so a year went by and he hasn't taken me to the nations yet. And um, I'm still working in Sizzler. I'm still at uni. And I just said to God, I don't know if you actually want to use someone like me. Cause I really didn't particularly like myself back then and mm-hmm. thought very low, low of who I was. Mm-hmm. I said, surely you wouldn't want to use someone like me, Lord. But if, if you do, can you send those people back? And that night I'm in it. I'm in Sizzler and in what these couple, this couple, and I just about fell to the floor. And at that time, my manager was like, Lisa, it's pretty quiet. Do you want to finish up for the night? And I was like, yes. And I brought my normal clothes. Can I change out of my, my stripy candy, you know, uniform and get into them and sit with my friends? And he's like, sure. And so as I sat down with them at the table, my eyes were like saucers. And I said, hello. <laughs> And they just said, Lisa, because you're not stopping to listen to God's voice and hear what he's saying to you, we have had to drive back from Coffs Harbour, which is like an eight-hour drive back then, come back and tell you tonight that God wants to use you for the nations and he has appointed and anointed you. And then they spent three hours sharing with me how to hear his voice. And so that began the process and the of knowing that God has more for me and that and and they just they just said just lean in and just that little whisper act on it so I did crazy stuff and definitely things that weren't God as I got to know his voice but I guess he got to see my hunger and also that I'm ready I'm willing to do anything um, for him and in that as for a long while as I was starting to learn his voice and wanting to do everything right, he started to show me that actually there's grace and I learned and I went on this journey of grace and being and so being that daughter and I don't know if that answers your question, Courtney, but that was really the pivotal moment for me. Um, and then it's just been a process of just really learning him and then applying it and going, well, show me, God, show me how that applies to me. And he always does. Whenever we ask him to show us how much he loves us, to show us, you know, he will and he loves that invitation. So, uh, yeah. That's a little bit of my journey. Yeah. Well, I would say that that definitely answers my question. And um, it definitely sounds a whole lot like God speaking. So I think, you know, when you, when you told, you said at the beginning of, of that, of of your sharing that you, you kind of came up in this place of God doesn't speak. Mm. You just do. And, and you just try to be your best. And then your whole journey is a, well, at least that story is such a testament, in my opinion, of many things, but of the passionate pursuit of the Father that we hear. And just like John says, we, he is the shepherd. We know his voice and he leads us. Um, so like it, it, I just feel the weight on that, the weight mm-hmm. of the Father wanting so many people to know that he still speaks. Mm. He didn't speak the word and then just stop talking to the ones that he loves. Like that's not in line with his nature and who he is. And I just, what a testament to the way that the father relentlessly pursues the ones that he loves. And that's, that's all of us. And his, and and that's the thing I think that I have, 
that he has proven to me over and over and over again. Like he said to me the other day, this funny thing happened. Um, this, this interesting thing happens. The first time I went to Australia, um, I kept waking up hearing that Fleetwood Mac song dreams and it's dreams are a big deal for me. And so I thought, Oh yeah, okay. That's funny. But I heard it almost the entire time I was there. The mm. second time I went back, I'm sitting by myself one morning is one of my latter mornings by myself in a cafe. I'm just writing, drinking a coffee, reading my Bible. And all of a sudden over the speaker, I hear the song dreams come on life. Fleetwood Mac. And I'm like, oh, like I'm having a moment. I'm recording it. I'm like, this is a thing. I'm like, totally. I'm just going to be in this space with you, Lord. Like what speak father, what do you want to say? And it was just knowing his presence and knowing that he was there. And then, um, last weekend I go in to my usual coffee shop on Saturday and there's been a lot going on for me lately. Like, and then I know it's across the board. There's a lot of people that are shifting, moving, but really coming into a time where some things are kind of realigning, um, but we're really, I, I really feel like the Lord has commissioned people and has really given them the go. Like you mm -hmm. have prepared, I've given you everything, run, do it. Um, but that's stretching, right? Like that's challenging and stretching. So I've been in this stretching, challenging place for a little while and I just felt tired. Anyway, I went into my coffee shop usual time in the morning and my usual chair, I'm sitting there and there's a little um, stage that's set up right next to it. And there's people there with a the guitar. And an amp is sat set is sitting like right next to my chair. So I go and sit down and I sent my husband a text and I'm like, I'm not going to be long. Like there's going to be people playing. They're here two hours early than what they were scheduled to be. And I'm like, I'm not going to be here long. I'm just going to have my coffee and go because I'm not going to be able to concentrate. So I sit down and the Holy Spirit says, no, I want you to stay. I have some things I'm going to say to you. I'm going to show you something. And I love it when he says to me, I want to show you something. So I sat down and I pulled up my journal and I started listening to the things that this woman was singing about. And it was biblical one thing after another. And then I'm sitting there just kind of zoning out and she starts singing dreams by Fleetwood Mac. And I could not control it. I just sat there and just like quietly cried. And I'm sure I do that a lot at this coffee place. They probably think I have some sort of issue when I'm there. But <laughs> I cried into my latte and just said, okay, Lord, like you see me. And it's that, that relentless pursuit of mm -hmm. his, um, his voice to just say like, I see you and I see right where you are. And there's grace. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I love that you said that there's grace. It's yeah. Are we going to make mistakes along the way? Yes. But he knows that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where we go, he's going to be right there. So I just, I loved that. Thank you so much for sharing. I feel like that was very encouraging. And it's such a great example to so many of us of what it looks like to not only pursue, but to be pursued by him. Mm. So beautiful. Can I uh, shake things up a little bit? But can I ask both of you? So both of you have just shared incredible moments where the Lord has like passionately pursued you so for ladies listening that are like oh my gosh like I'm so desperate I, I want to know that relentless pursuit of the father like that can I ask you how I know you've touched on it a little bit already but how did that change you going forward I know Lisa you talked about grace but like as a for you as Lisa Bruton, like what did that moment do for you in your relationship with the Lord? 
Like mm-hmm. how did that impact you? How did that change you from that, that point? Yeah, it woke me up and it made me realize I'm so treasured and valued by God. And then it starts to, to really challenge, well, do I value myself? And it really, and the more that you feel his love and his cherish, you know, the way he cherishes you, the more it starts to really challenge those lies that you've been believing about yourself and they become evident and obvious and you no longer partner with them. Uh, Mm -hmm. I find that that has been, yeah, that has been really key for me. And the other thing is I expect God to pursue me. I, Mm -hmm. that not in a, um, in a spoiled brat type of way, but I am so incredibly loved by him. It's not mm-hmm. that's that I could give you multiple examples of how God pursues me, but I also invite him to. So especially if I'm feeling down or um, like I'm feeling unloved or feeling um, discouraged, which I know we all do at times, mm-hmm. I will just say, Lord, I am feeling discouraged. Can you encourage me today? And he will. And or other times I'll, I'll say, can you just show me how much you love me? More out of now it's become more out of like I just love that. At times it has been because I don't feel loved by you and I want to feel your love. Uh, and, and I keep my eyes open for the day and my ears out. And then, like, I got to the end of the day and I'm like, God, you didn't show me how much you loved me today. <laughs> and he said, go outside. And I went out onto my deck and I kid you not, there was clouds everywhere but a heart in the clouds with light beaming through it. I took a photo of it. And he's like, that's for you. And so I just think inviting and asking him to show us how much he loves us and then look out for it, it's, that's life-changing in itself. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. What about you, Courtney? I think those pursuit moments for me, especially, you know, at the start, it made it real. Like it made him real. Like I always knew that he was real, you know, up here. But when you start to to speak to him, you start to ask him things and then he answers. Um, that's relational. That's building of a connection between the two of you. And that is testimony. And that's not something that anybody can take away from you ever. Like those are connections. Those are real things that happen. And I, there's so much that happened for me in and through that Um like, I loved what you said, Lisa, about encouraging, like, cause there's so many days where I'm like, Lord, I just need, like, I know what you've said is true. I believe it. I hold it. Would you encourage me? Like, sometimes I need him to like, give me a pep talk. Like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, you're in my corner. I'm in the corner, but I'm sweaty and I'm tired and I'm feeling beat up. Can you speak to me and give me, give me um, encouragement or remind me of something that I haven't seen for a while or that I'm just really holding on to? And that, I think, is just the essence of who he is when it comes to relationship. Um, it's helped me understand. I've been hearing him say this phrase a lot over the last couple of days, which is practice my presence. And I've mentioned it before on the podcast when it comes to my coffee house. The Lord had said to me a couple months ago, he said, I want to open up a space with you. I want you to just go to this place, this particular um, coffee place, and I want you to sit and I want you to host my presence. 
Now I go and I read my Bible and I journal and I spend time with him. But there are times where when I'm there, he just says, just like today, he said to me, will you just let me delight in you for a little while? Now I know in my mind, he's always delighting in me, but I also have had kind of a grinder of a couple of weeks and sometimes I can forget that. So when I have those moments where I ask for that connection or it just happens, um, they're beautiful. But then there's also the invitation into practicing his presence, which is really just me becoming aware that he's there. Because if he says he's never going to leave me and he's never going to forsake me, he either means that or he doesn't. And I think he means it. So when I get those times to practice his presence, it helps me when I go into all situations to be aware that's changed me that I don't have to switch. Uh, I don't have to um, like, I don't leave him behind in my house when mm -hmm. I go somewhere else. Like it's helped me uh, remind myself that he is always with me and I'm always that same girl. I'm always his girl, his woman, whatever you want to call it, wherever I go. So it's helped me in, in those ways. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Oh, ladies, that was beautiful. And it's like both of you as I'm listening, and I'm going to tell you in a second the reason I asked you this question. Um, but in both of you, I hear that, I hear two things. I hear that looking for him everywhere, right? Like it's it's that intentionality, it's that expectation, it's that practicing his presence. But I also hear that sound of um, in Song of Songs, right? Where it's, how does it start? At the start, right? Let him. Let and him. It's of like let him love you let him minister to you let him encourage you and the reason I asked you this question is because while we were talking before I kept hearing um, these really strong um, declarations and they're not positive ones and I said to the Lord what is this and he said to me Lana um, there are some ladies that are listening and they believe the lie these two lies I am wrong and I am a mistake. And as I sat there and I wrote them down um, when I heard them and the Lord said to me um, that it's so, um, his heart was was so, um, well, his eyes and his heart were looking at areas of self-hatred uh, that were in the hearts of uh, some ladies that were listening. And then the Lord said to me, so ask Courtney and Lisa about how those moments where I relentlessly pursued them changed them. And as I'm listening to both of you share, I'm sitting here thinking, as I see the father relentlessly pursuing Lisa in, in such an incredible way, and then Courtney, you too, with like the incredible Fleetwood Mac song, you know, and then the moments in my own life where I have had those moments where he has just pursued me and pursued me. So I take that and then I take the intentionality of what you both just said about if I'm feeling down or I'm feeling discouraged or I'm feeling like, oh, today I just really need to be loved and inviting him and letting him, then self-hatred is, it, it just, it, it goes, right? Like it, it it's just removed in those places of the revelation of his um, relentless pursuit of me. Like he didn't come and pursue both of you because you prayed enough that day or you, you know what I mean? Like, like 
absolutely positioning and hunger and faith attracts him absolutely absolutely but let us also remember that he is the one who sent his one and only son right when there was nothing we could do to save ourselves and and i just i love what you were both sharing because as you were sharing i could see this healing oil that was flowing to really set some ladies free this morning, that if you believe those lies, like I am wrong, I'm a mistake, or you identify areas of self-hatred in your hearts, I want to encourage you to be intentional, like Courtney and Lisa were just sharing, to say, Lord, come and love me. Show me how much you love me today. And I know for me, for many years, I never asked that question because the enemy came to me and said, if you ask that question, you're doubting God's love and God isn't pleased with you. And so for many years, I'm like, I'm never going to ask you to show me how much you love me because you already did, like you sent Jesus. But it kept me, it was this religious thing that kept me contained. Like I can't ask him, okay, I know he loves me, but my heart inside was withering because the revelation just hadn't landed. And so I love this because you're not asking from a heart of I don't believe you or even in moments where I have struggled with the love of God, like, Lord, I need you to help me. There's this part of my heart that's struggling, like, come and love me, show me again. And there's never once the Lord's gone, oh, look, Rana, come on, you've asked me five times, <laughs> you know. Like, so I love this. I really feel like you guys have come in this place of healing um, for some ladies that are listening. So good. Can I just say too, um, the times that the Lord has pursued me and that these encounters have meant the most to me are not the times where I felt the cleanest. They were the times when I actually, it's gonna make me cry, was the lowest and felt the worst. You know, those, I think I've, I've talked about it before, Lana, I know I've shared it with you. I had a absolute rock bottom meltdown moment, couple of them, <laughs> Um, a couple years ago. And, and I remember standing in my bathroom and, and having the thought of, oh, oh my God, I actually said to myself, oh my God, who am I? Like, I didn't recognize myself. I didn't, um, the, the things that, that were being stripped away needed to be stripped away. And when they were gone, I didn't know who I was apart from them. And it was in those places that the Lord came in, like, like a, you know, raised up a banner. Like when the enemy comes in, like the flood, the Lord raises up a banner and it's even more than, than what you can, than what you can imagine. And as you were sharing, I just want to share this one thing. And then Lisa, I'll let you um, add in uh, what you've, what you've been bubbling. Um, but in the song of songs, Lana, in chapter two, the Shulamite, she actually says it's um, chapter two, verse five, where she says, help me and hold me. She's talking to Jesus and she says, help me and hold me for I am lovesick. I am longing for more, but yet how could I take more? So she says, I'm longing for more, yet how can I take more? And that reminded me so much of what you were saying. Like he's already proven his love, but I want but I'm longing for more, but how could I take more? And then the next thing that Jesus says, the next time that he speaks to her, after she says that, he speaks to her and he says, arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and to lead you out. 
So here she is saying, how could I ask for more? And he's like right there waiting, like, come on, come, come. I've got more for you. There's always more. Um, so I just wanted to say that as a word of encouragement too, that um, those moments of encounter uh, are not always um, in those pretty places. Some of the best ones <laughs> and the deepest ones and the weightiest ones come um, in those hard places or those low, low moments. So good. So true. Lisa, you have anything you want to add, Lisa? Yeah, I was just asking the Lord which way you wanted to go because it was, um, I've got lots of different ideas, but I feel like actually, yeah, two things. Um, I, I have definitely felt um, that what you described of those women who are believing that they're a mistake or they're wrong. Um, and I would have this default whenever something bad happened, I would think it's definitely my fault that I've, I've, I'm in the wrong. I always would take that position. And um, and that's a hard one to be in. But I remember this, yeah, I just remember crying out to him and some, just a really powerful prayer is to simply say help. Mm. And um I was in this time where uh, I had been subpoenaed to testify against my sister on a very serious charge and it was incredibly public and um, and my name was plastered across the um, the newspapers and and lots of hate towards my family and my sister and I'm also running retreats and I there is these lies that you start to believe. It's like, am I, is my family cursed? Um, you know, what, what can I, how can I even navigate this? And I started putting like pegs in the dishwasher and my clothes in the bin. And like, I was so stressed, but I kept trying to take that position of like, I'm a Christian and God loves me. So I can do this and I am strong, but it was a total, like I was trying to say, what I thought I should be saying and doing what I thought I should be doing. But my heart was breaking and I was a mess and uh, I thought I was going crazy. And so rather than continuing to pretend, I stopped and I said, God, I'm not okay, help. Because I know in the Bible it says we can do all things through you, but I'm doing nothing well, <laughs> like really nothing well. And so help me. And then I just, I admitted to my husband, I'm like, I'm not okay. And he's like, I know, sweetie. <laughs> but, but it's like being honest. So mm. even those people who are who are trying to suppress how they're feeling, that mm. I'm a mistake or I'm wrong or I'm worthless or whatever those horrible lies are, actually like saying, God, help me in this. Mm. And then what he did was um, he shows up. And I knew even in that simple help, I felt his peace and I knew he was going to meet me in that. And um, what happened was a friend of mine contacted me and she said, I think you need to come to this church gathering with me. There's a prophet coming from somewhere. And I was like, no, thank you, people. Blah. Like when you're feeling really low, you're like, don't want to be around people, right? Right. And I went and um and I was really like I didn't I gave the whole do not talk to me vibe you know like I sat up the back and I was in a bad I was like what am I doing here and I felt God say 
you're meant to be here now behave like in a gentle way but like just settle down and just receive and um anyway that you know the singing happened and I just wasn't in it wasn't interested and then the guy got up and he said I've been trying to prepare all week for this for this session but all I can hear is legal letter or legal document who here has received a legal letter or a legal document that has brought fear and intimidation and I'm like I I had just received the subpoena uh, from the police who came to my door with my children around like you know so I was like that's me and he said, God said, this is about you. And the whole church is to gather around you and pray for you. Oh. And um, and they and I didn't share anything what was going on. And the man just said, um, he said, the Lord's shown me that the spirit of, uh, like he's, he's saying you're not crazy. You think you're crazy and you're not. The enemy has just brought fear and intimidation and confusion on you. And we break it right now. And as mm. he as he his fingers I just felt I'm back and then they just and then they just spoke into just the father's heart for me and that I'm actually I think I'm going into the devil's lair but I'm I'm in the king's throne room and I can trust him with the outcome uh so I I guess I wanted to share that just like the power of saying help and then just knowing God's going to move and just trusting and however he does it but he will uh has been extraordinary for me and it's something that I lean on regularly (laughs) or just be like help uh so yeah I just really wanted to encourage those ladies and I had one more thing to also give them is like this beautiful encounter that God showed me a couple of weeks ago and it's super simple so simple and it happened when I was just sitting in his presence and I just heard him say my name over and over again he just said Lisa Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. And every time he said my name, I was felt, oh my goodness, I'm so known and I'm never misunderstood. And just the way he said my name. And I said to him afterwards, like after I had a, a cry and a melt and, you know, just enjoyed it. Like I was just, he was delighting in me, but he was showing me, he was revealing his heart to me for me just through simply saying my name. And, um, and I went, where's that from? And he said, it's Isaiah 43, 1. Do not be afraid. I have redeemed you. I have called your name. You are mine. And so I just encourage the women who are feeling like this, just take five minutes, even put your alarms on if you want, and just sit and hear him say your name. Wow. Oh, I feel that. I feel the the heart of the Lord in that, that ladies, um, that's a real invitation right there. I would highly encourage you to really sit with him and, and listen and, and listen to him uh, speaking your name. I can feel that. And I, I remember, Lisa, once the Lord said to me, you know, um, that I rejoice over you with singing. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I, I know that song. Like, I know that scripture. I know you do. And he's like, do you really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, how about come away with me and just sit and ask me what I'm singing over you? And that like became this, this place of just beautiful encounter. And sometimes it was, 
it was hard. Like sometimes when I would hear the Lord singing things over me, um, parts of my heart would get exposed. I'm like, oh, there's a lie there. Oh, and like that place of like, oh, this is really uncomfortable right now. But recognizing that in those moments, like I am being conquered by love again and again and again and again. Um, and so I just I love that you shared that because I think what I'm hearing as well through both of you is like it's not just this place of like, okay, Lord, like we said before, you love me. I know you delight in me. I'm all good. I've got the revelation. Let's go on to the next one. No, no, no. Like this is a continual place of sitting with the Lord and saturating in his love. Like if the Bible is really true, which it is, uh, I am sure it says that we can't comprehend how, how huge and wonderful and deep and high and wide his love for us really is. So if that is true, which it is, then I could spend my whole life every day asking the Lord to saturate and conquer me afresh in his love. And if I live to 100 years, I'm still not going to get to the end of the revelation of his love. And so I just, I love this conversation. And I just want to say this as well, Lisa, you, you said that one of the most powerful um, prayers is the, the prayer help. And I remember a, a number of years ago, I was listening to Catherine Ruanala and she said um, the exact same thing. And I was like, in that moment, it just catapulted me because I was in a really dark space and it catapulted me into this place of like, actually, you know what? Like that prayer of like, help me, like I need you is actually what you said. It's one of the most powerful places. And I love in the Passion Translation um, in Psalm 46.1, I love the way it's written. It says, God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble. But then it says, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. Like, oh, and doesn't that take the pressure off, hey? Like for someone who's a recovering perfectionist, for somebody who was, you know, totally like I have to do all these things to please God and I had an orphan spirit and all of those things, like to read scriptures like that and to recognise now where I am and go, oh, like just those whispers of help, like he's there, you know, like and in the moments where I'm like, God, like help me to, you know, like I remember actually Catherine saying something about um, when people, uh, when we walk through wilderness times and we can feel really dry and like, oh, God, like I want my heart to burn for you again and we can kind of go, okay, okay, I've got to get my heart to burn for you again. Like I'm striving to try and get my heart to burn for you again when all I need to go, go all I need to do is go to the Lord and say, can you help my heart burn for you again? And he's not there going, oh, my goodness, like, really? Like, he's so available, like it says, like, more than enough and always available whenever we need him. And so I just wanted to read that because I felt like when you were sharing, Lisa, there's just so much pressure. Um, like these, I felt these heavy weights on the shoulders of so many women that are just being lifted off, that I don't have to have the most eloquent prayer, like this place of, you know what, God help me, I need you right now. Like, that's powerful. That's powerful. So wonderful. Wonderful. This has been great. <laughs> so powerful. <clears throat> I don't, I feel like I have so much in my head right now that I, 
I've been just processing with the Lord and I've been writing a lot the last couple of weeks. And the thing that keeps coming to the forefront, um, and you, you said it at the very beginning when we first started, Lisa, you hit on love. Like there's, there's so much, I think, in our walk that we can make about what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not human doings, we're human beings. And I think that that's a shift that he's bringing the body of Christ into as well, is that if you begin with the being, then you will do it will be an out, an outflow of that. Um, and we can even make things like faith. I've got it. I've, I've got to put on the happy face. I'm, you know, I just believe your love for me, Lord. And, and, you know, all of those things that, but we can forget that faith works by love. Hmm. So when we're feeling dry or we're in those low places or we're, we're struggling, you know, even that prayer of just like Jesus help, that's a prayer that's calling out to love, to say, you know, and that's that powerful place of connection and presence. That's what that reveals is love. Um, there's just a couple things that I wanted that I wanted to say before we um, before we wrap up here. I want to encourage people. You know, we did an entire session. We did an entire season of podcasts on Song of Songs. Rolanda and I walked through chapters one through eight all the way through. And this is something I've been writing about this week. This is the effect of the king when it comes to our hearts and the things that weigh us down. When you get in his presence and when you let him love you, like you said, Lana, there will be things that come up. There will be lies that will immediately identify themselves. When he pours in, the, the gunk and stuff comes up and out. And it's not because he wants to expose us or, or ridicule us. It's because it's flushing it out and it's getting rid of things. Um, so if you're if you're still not sure about this, I really want to encourage you to go back and read Song of Songs chapter one, because this is that place of honesty and getting in, pre- in the presence of the Lord where it doesn't matter how dirty you think you are, because here the Shulamite lays it all out for him. She says, I'm unworthy. I'm needy. I'm dry and I'm dark. I mean, it's just like everything. She just lays it all out there. And the Lord responds every time to her with, yet you are so lovely. He just continues to come back with his love and pour it back out. And then he goes on to say, and he invites her and he says, let me tell you how I see you. And I think that that's that transformative place that I hear, Lisa, I hear you, you sharing it. Lana, I hear you sharing it too. It's that place of allowing his vision to be our vision of ourselves. That's how transformation happens is when we let him cast the vision of even who he says that we are. Like you said, Lisa, I don't, you know, who does the Lord say that I am, you know, or when you were there at the Sizzler and they're like, you know, the Lord's cast a vision for you, or he's, he's called you into something, but it's that place of presence and fellowship that gives you that pathway through that. That's why it's so important. But I think that's all that I want to say to that. I just think there's so many keys that I've heard you share in our time today. You've talked about hunger. You've talked about questions. I love questions. Ask the father (laughs) He loves it when you ask him questions. You talked about grace. You talked about love. And I think you also mentioned honesty. Um, there's just, those are incredible keys. And I feel like we could do a podcast on each one of those. <laughs> thank you for that. Because it's, I'm, I'm really glad that we're bringing these things out to the forefront and actually talking about them. So good. So good. Well, this has been wonderful. Lisa, would you do us um, 
the honor of praying for the beautiful ladies that are listening right now. Oh, I'd love to. Love to. Oh, Father, I just thank you for each and every woman that is listening on right now. Father, that you meet, Holy Spirit, that you meet with them right now and just tenderly speak to them, tenderly care to their hearts, Lord, that they feel your presence and that they feel your love. Lord, I thank you that the week going ahead is just going to be all these pockets of wonder that they step into that you have already pre-prepared for them. And Lord, that there is an awakening taking place in their heart, Lord, just purely because of your love. And so, Lord, I just thank you that you are watering those areas that require love, but also um, expanding on the areas that we already know we're loved. And, Lord, I just thank you for these two extraordinary women before me. I just pray blessing over them, Lord, and I thank you for their families and just the tent pegs that are being stretched in unique and wonderful ways and that the flow-on effect from that is all of us who listen on as well. So, Lord, I just thank you for for who you are, how you love us, and just the unique way that you meet with each one of us. Amen. 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 Oh, Lisa, thank you so much. This has been, this time has been such a gift. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. It's been wonderful and so good. I've loved it. I've loved every minute. Oh, I look at this and I go, we're at 56 minutes and I could still be talking to you. Oh, my goodness. You are are just such a, a delight. So thank you so much for joining us. And can I ask you, for those that are like, oh, Lana, I want to follow along with Lisa, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, you can. I'm on Instagram at Arise Sanctuary, which is the retreats. And we've got an upcoming one in the Philippines on an island. Uh, And then uh, you can also find me on Brave with Lisa on Instagram and podcast. And um, my website is lisabruton.com.au. Awesome. Well, lovely ladies, I would encourage you to follow along with this incredible woman and all the wonderful things that the Lord is doing in and through her. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Zion's Company of Women. We love being with you, sending you big hugs, and we will see you next time. Bye. We hope that this podcast has blessed you, and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that you